Your attention, please. Sinister Sightings is about to begin. Our options have recently changed, so please listen carefully. In order to enjoy this amazing podcast, you must first climb under a warm blanket with your favorite warm drink and listen carefully while Carrie and Donna thrill and scare the pants right off of you. This is Allison, a member of the Creepster family. Creep it real, friends. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 43. And you just heard Allison R. And holy shit. Kilt it. So good. I was like, oh, what? One, she sounded like kind of like a robot, like which she, you know. Yeah. Girl, I'm not saying what to do and all, but there's some uh, money to be had because people like robot porn. I was about to say that mm-hmm. when you said there was money to be had, I was like, oh, I bet that's a fetish. Uh-huh. I mean, phone sex. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to get dressed. You can just be up in your PJs and being like, I'm Rosie, the whatever. Okay, Uh, George Jetson. Yeah, from the Jetsons. (laughs) Whatever. See, I can't do it. (laughs) No money. I'm broke. Um, (laughs) But girl, do that. All right. Ready to jump in? Hell yeah. Feet first. Okay. This one is, I almost got kidnapped. Dun, dun, dun. Hi, y'all. I wrote already once today about my pap turning on the light. Two stories, one day. Hope that's okay. It was because we read that one last week. I gave it some thought, and I think y'all should know the brief story about how I almost got kidnapped. Forgive me, because Avi, I can't remember the story because I was less than a year old, so I'm telling you the story based on my mama's memory. Buckle up. The year was 1992, before Facebook Before those someone-followed-me posts, my parents were at the local carpet store looking at carpet for our new house. Like I said, I'm between six months to a year old. I assume, don't know for sure, thanks mom's memory, that I'm out of my car seat and one of my parents are holding me. I assume they're either looking at samples or talking to the salesperson. I don't know. I've never bought carpet, so I don't know what the fuck you do in a carpet store. You say, ooh, this is plush. Mm, not plush enough. Too plush. It's Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Carpet edition. Mm, okay. Thank you, HGTV. <laughs> Anyways, there's this lady in the store, too, and keeps approaching my parents, begging them to let her hold me. Uh, uh no, thank no. you. That's so fucking weird. Thankfully, they kept denying her, but she keeps at it, even trying to snatch me out of my parents' arms. So that makes me think they ain't dealing with a salesman just yet because my mom said they had to tell the salesperson that this lady is bugging them. The salesperson had to tell her to stop and she left the store. Maybe she just loved babies and thought I was adorable. I mean, duh, I am. (laughs) Did I write this? (laughs) (laughs) I think about this story often because of the what if. What if they had let her hold me? Would she have ran away with me? What would my life have been like if I was indeed kidnapped. Fun fact, this store later went out of business and a car dealership moved into the building. Later in life, I worked in the building that I was almost taken in. What did we learn from this story? Don't let strangers hold your babies. Love you. Creep it real, Angie. Oh my gosh. 
No. Yeah, that's fucked up. Mm-mm. Don't. If someone says, can I hold your baby? And you say, no. Mm, no. Yeah. No means no. Yes. And who says, can I hold your baby? I mean, I say that about dogs and shit, but that's not weird, right? To hold them, yes. <laughs> I mean, we were in Home Goods in Atlanta, and I did stalk this lady about her dog. She was like, um, we have to go down this aisle so we can see the dog. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But, Step away from the dog. But the lady loved it. She did. And she saw pictures of Marley. And then Carrie was like, well, here's my dog. Because she, we, we were talking about it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah, that's weird. However, I don't want to hold your baby because it might pee or throw up on me. So could a dog. Mm-mm. A dog would be more likely to pee on you. If they're in the store, that means they're well-behaved. You could say the same for a kid. (laughs) Oh, no. All right. Hey, y'all. My name is Anthony, and when I was in my early 20s, which was 2009 to 2011, I lived in a haunted apartment. My apartment was the first-story apartment of a three-level house. The house was built in 1899 in the Federal Hill section of Providence, Rhode Island. It was the end of my freshman year of college, and my then-girlfriend and I were looking for a reasonably priced apartment local to our college for our upcoming sophomore year. We looked at a few places, but if they weren't that college frat dirty, they were out of our basically non-existent price range. Just when we thought we were going to have to pay out the ass for a decent place, we toured the apartment we'd be living in for the next few years. When we toured the apartment, it was under renovation, but it was put together enough to get an idea of how it was going to look when it was finished. We were told if we were willing to put a refundable deposit down and sign a lease when they were finished come spring, they would lower the price of rent since we were basically agreeing to a place that was under renovation. We were excited. We got a place that's going to be brand new, all things considered, local to school, and for a good price. Well, you know... That when it's too good to be true, it's because it fucking is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That right there, making of a scary movie. Honestly, just add that your girlfriend was pregnant at the time, and definitely a scary movie. I mean, that's like the fucking omen right there, right? <laughs> Come late summer, we moved in. We wouldn't even make it to the beginning of the school year before things started happening. One night after dinner, we were doing dishes when I heard a baby crying. When I say a baby, it was the sound of an infant crying. There is a difference, I promise you. Mm -hmm. The crying was very faint to the point I ignored it and didn't say anything. It was then when my girlfriend, who was drying the dishes, turned to me and asked if I heard that. I asked, the baby crying? And she said, yes! Once we both heard it and I knew I wasn't fucking crazy, I poked my head out of the back door to see if it might have been a neighbor or someone walking by, but nothing. It was louder inside the house than outside. Also, we were the first ones to move in. The second and third floors were still empty at this point. This crying lasted from what I can remember for about a minute. At the time, I was more confused than scared. It was like when you hear a noise from a car while driving down the road and you can't tell where it's coming from. That's so scary. Yes. Well, and it's so annoying because, like, whoever's in the driver's seat is like, it's coming from the passenger side. And the passenger is like, no, it's coming from the driver's side. And, like, Mm -hmm. it legit sounds like it's coming from those sides. We've literally had that argument before. 
How crazy is it, though, that I was like, if your then-girlfriend was pregnant, it would really be a scary movie. And it's like, and then I heard a baby crying. Yes. What? Right. We don't pre-read these, people. Ask Will. (laughs) I was going to say, you can tell because we fuck them up. (laughs) The next experience I remember involved the dishes, too. Sometimes after washing, our small dish rack would become overfull, and we'd lay a dish towel down to dry the remaining utensils. <laughs> totally do that. Do you, though? Well, did that. My mom did that, okay? Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> how many times have you washed dishes in your life? I mean, maybe ten. <laughs> Being an unconcerned 20-year-old guy, after washing the utensils, I just placed them on the towel in no particular way. One time I had just finished cleaning, I dried my hands and went into the living room for a second. And when I walked back in the kitchen, the forks, knives, and spoons were all on the towel in a perfect line. (gasps) Again, it was something I noticed, but just shrugged my shoulders and continued on. I would have never thought twice about it until I came home from class one day and was told the same thing happened, but this time to my girlfriend. I just chalked it up to another weird thing, and hell, if Casper was going to organize the house, I'm not going to complain. After this, though, things got a little less, well, maybe it was just dot, 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 and became more of what the fuck. I would work late during these years. I had the glamorous college job of hot pizza delivery boy. I made up the hot part, but the rest of my story is real. I promise. Uh... I worked at a pizza place my freshman and part of my sophomore year in college, too. Mm-hmm. She made up the hot part, too. It's uh. implied if I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> no, God. Also, I feel like hot pizza delivery boy. Is a porno? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that. It's all of them? It's credited in a lot of porns I watch. Either a pizza boy or a pool boy. I'd like a po' boy. <laughs> A foot long, please. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Sorry, Anthony. Getting back to your story. I mean, it's your fault. You said hot pizza delivery boy and... You know how we are. Carbs and cocks. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) So my girlfriend, when she was done with class, would wait typically at the apartment for me to come home. Well, one night, probably an hour before my shift ended, I got a call from my girlfriend saying that spooky shit is happening in the house and she was going to be sitting in the car in our driveway until I get home. Well, when I got home, sure enough, she was still in her car and she proceeded to tell me about what happened to her. She told me that she was laying on the couch with the TV on in the background, scrolling on her phone when all of a sudden the ceiling fan turned on and from what I was told, full speed, out of nowhere. She didn't even grab anything. She just got up and noped the fuck out of there. Oh, my God. Also, though, if Casper's going to fan me, please feed me grapes, too. Well, and let's just be honest. My fan would constantly be on high anyway. Same. There was another event that happened, and this one really had me like, wow, this shit is crazy. I came home somewhat late after work. My girlfriend was already asleep, but I wasn't ready for bed yet. And I figured I'd just get through a show or two I had saved on TiVo. Yes, TiVo. Bloop, bloop. (laughs) (laughs) Did they do the bloop, bloop? Yeah. 
Well, I closed the living room door so the noise from the TV wouldn't wake my girlfriend. I plopped down on the couch and started watching TV when the door to the living room swung open a few inches. I, in my logical sense of thinking, thought my girlfriend had woken up and was looking for me to come to bed. So naturally, I paused the show and called her name and expecting a response. Because who else would have opened it? But nothing. No answer. So I get up, walk out of the living room, through the kitchen, and peek my head into the room. My girlfriend was asleep. And when I say asleep, I mean ugly asleep. Like (laughs) sprawled across the bed, mouth open, one foot off the bed, looking like she got in a fight with the covers type of asleep. I mean, she had a boyfriend. I thought... (laughs) might be why I was single, but never mind. Fuck. Well, it is his ex-girlfriend. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, it could be his then-girlfriend, now wife. Why you gotta be cynical? So again, I shrug my shoulders and go back to the living room. This time, ensuring that the door was closed all the way so that it latched. I sit back down on the couch and resume my show. Not five minutes later, I hear the door, and this time, it swings halfway open. I stood up, looked into the connecting room, and saw nothing. I was like, nope, and just turned the TV off and went to bed. Not sure if it matters, but from where you sit on the couch, the door is in the line of sight of the TV. So when I say I saw the door open, I saw the fucking door open. Wow. The next event we had the pleasure of having was one night while in bed. My girlfriend got up to use the bathroom, which was just out of the bedroom. When she came out while walking into the bedroom, she was looking into the kitchen saying, very funny. When I replied, what is? She turned white. She was shocked to see me still in bed because she had just heard someone laughing menacingly from the other side of the refrigerator in the kitchen, which you had to walk through to get to the bedroom. She had thought I went in the kitchen to try to scare her when she came out of the bathroom. But when she saw that I was still in bed, she shit herself. Not really, though, but that would have been funny. (laughs) If I was still in bed, who was hiding behind the fridge in the kitchen? That turned into a sleep with the TV on kind of night. Also, when you say that laugh, mm, all I can picture is fucking Heine laughing, a.k.a. Carrie laughing like Heine the fucking clown. (laughs) I'm done for for life. Like, whew. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The last thing that happened that I remember wasn't really an event. It was when I was sleeping at night, I always had to sleep with my back to a particular wall. I would not feel comfortable trying to fall asleep facing one wall. When I would try to, I would feel as if someone was looking at me. And not just looking, but I felt like if I closed my eyes facing that way, if I opened them, someone or something's face would be right in front of mine. I stayed in that apartment for a few years and had a lot of great times, even though a lot of weird shit happened there. I can't say I was uncomfortable living there in the sense that I saged the place or hung crosses. It was my home and just so happened that it was something else's home too and we just coexisted. I would go on about the creepy ass dungeon basement it had, but I didn't have any experiences down there. Not that I went down there looking for any, even during the day, it was spooky enough to give nightmares. I hope you guys enjoyed the crazy shit that happened to me back in the day. Me and my girlfriend are currently traveling North America and we love listening to your show. We have seen beautiful sights and some spooky ones too. If you guys are interested, we have been documenting our journey at Transit Bra, so that'd be T-R-A-N-S-I-T 
B-R-A-H-H-H on Instagram. Looking forward to y'all's next episode, Anthony N. Wow. Holy shit. And uh, I'm pretty sure I was right about the girlfriend bit because he said then girlfriend and then now the girlfriend with the traveling. So tally for Carrie. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, okay. Leave that on my, you know, reasons I'm single. Yeah. Let me get out my scroll. <laughs> you open it and it goes. <laughs> 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 I don't yes. know why it sounded like a weed eater, but that was it unrolled. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> when we were just talking about that, it reminded me of that damn song by uh, Julia Michaels that I've got issues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Raising my hand right here. Me. me. It's it's me. <laughs> it, it's me. Okay. This one is called Sinister Sighting Story Sleep Paralysis. Hey, ladies. My name is Amanda, and I just started listening to your podcast with my boo, Anthony, while traveling the country, and we absolutely love listening to all your stories. Oh, my God. Holy crap. Did y'all, I mean, were y'all like laying in bed being like, I'm going to write to a verse? <laughs> I mean, that's what me and Carrie would do. I mean, absolutely. But we would not be sharing a bed because, again, we'd both be... I need to. I need to be sleeping like the ex-girlfriend. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then I would be snoring, and she'd say, Donna, wake up. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to Donna, roll over. Uh (laughs) Sometimes I do get a little too scared before bed, especially listening to the Sinister Sightings episodes. After listening to a few, I felt inspired to share my experiences with sleep paralysis since I've heard you guys mention it a few times in your earlier episodes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how y'all survive sleep paralysis. Me neither. Like, these stories, and I'm sure yours will give me chill bumps too, like, seriously, these stories chill me to the bone. And I got a lot of cushion that you got to penetrate. Oh, my God. Okay. That shit is scary AF. Not going to lie. And it all started in college in Tallahassee, Florida, when I was sleeping alone in my first apartment. I, quote, woke up to my arm flailing uncontrollably back and forth over my body and my head being forced side to side. You can imagine how confused I was since these were all involuntary movements and I couldn't breathe. I thought I was having a seizure, but was also amazed how alert I was during it. I tried opening my eyes to see what in the actual fuck was going on. And when I looked up, I just saw a large, blurry, black mass on my ceiling that resembled a spider. A huge mofo spider. No. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No. I, I can't say no. Mm-mm. No. After what felt like an eternity, but in reality couldn't be more than 15 seconds, it just stopped. My arms stopped moving, my head stood still, and I could breathe again. Like any normal person that sees some scary shit, I just went under my blanket and, and tried falling back asleep, completely ignoring what just happened to me. Oh my God, guys. I woke up the next morning, I tried to convince myself I wasn't possessed by the devil, and called my dad. Surely he knew what the fuck happened. He told me it was not a seizure. My stepmom chimed in since she takes meds for seizures and told me that is not how one would react during or after one. You actually don't have any recollection of it. My dad then told me to start going to a church and that I needed Jesus in my life. Mind you, I was raised Catholic. Grew up in a Christian school and don't play with no devil shit. So I started Googling my symptoms and that's when I first heard of sleep paralysis and just started telling myself that is what it was because it seemed logical. 
it, you need Jesus. <laughs> That's that right. So such a bad thing. By definition, a very nice one, sleep paralysis is a temporary inability to move or speak while falling asleep or upon waking. And I felt, sure, this was a state of mind between being awake and asleep, but it was absolutely terrifying how awake I actually felt. Fast forward seven years, and I pretty much forgot what the fuck sleep paralysis was until it happened again, this time much longer and scarier than before. I was asleep face up at my dad's house when all of a sudden I felt something was sitting on my chest. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. I felt myself gasping for air, but at the same time felt like I was drowning. I tried screaming for help. I called for my dad. I truly thought someone or something was trying to kill me. All I saw was a dark figure sitting on top of me. I couldn't tell you the shape. It was more like a blob. Probably because I'm blind without my glasses. I shut my eyes, scared I would see its demonic features if I concentrated hard enough. After what couldn't have been more than 20 seconds, it stopped. And again, I put the blanket over my head and fell back asleep. After this episode, I felt like something was wrong with me and didn't know how to get help. I had many rough nights going to sleep after that. I would call my boyfriend every night and make him stay on the phone with me until I was on the border of falling asleep. I was scared to be alone. About a month or two later, it happened again. This was my most recent and last episode since I wrote this email. I think it was September 2018. Yay, officially one year of being sleep paralysis free. It happened while I was staying at my mom's for the night. I was sleeping on my stomach when suddenly I was awake and paralyzed. I felt my head being shoved into the pillow and was fighting to breathe again. I remember trying to lift my head, but it would not budge. I heard the door creak as if it was opening slowly and heard footsteps come towards me. The slow, haunted kind. Clunk. Clunk. As I heard the footsteps nearing my bed, I was in full panic mode and tried calling for my mom, but I could barely let out a whisper. She was right next door. Surely she could hear my door open. But isn't this a dream? It felt too real. I see the dark figure near me, and thankful for my bad eyesight, since I couldn't make out any features. And then I heard it speak to me. This was a first, and I did not like it one bit. From what I can remember, it sounded like a gurgling whisper of gibberish right up in my ear hole. After hearing that mess, I was officially scared out of my asshole and just wanted to wake up for real. I just started saying to myself, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. And it stopped. Once I got my first breath, I found refuge under my trusty blanket and fell back asleep. I told my mom everything the next morning. I was scared it was getting worse. Then a few days later, she had the same visit. Sleep paralysis or shadow people, I'm not entirely sure. Since my last episode, I got Lasix. So I'm hoping it doesn't happen again because then I would see those shadow fucks clear as day. What do you ladies think? Thanks for the fun stories and laughs. Creeping it 100, Amanda. Mm-mm. Oof. But I cannot just do that. Like, pull the covers up and go to bed. No. I, I'm i too freaked out. Because then I'm like, oh, my God, if I pull these covers down, they're going to be right over me. And, you know, like, all of the things. And not be able to see it. At least yeah. you can kind of see Mm-mm. it coming. Mm-mm. But yeah. again, fucking chilled me to the bone. Also, girl, let me know how you like your LASIK. You ain't going to get it. Why you want to know? Maybe I would. Maybe. 
No, you would not. You did. I'm scared. I am scared. Mm-hmm. If they could just put me to sleep. But we've talked about it. They're going to be like, oh, here's like a little like happy pill to make you calm. Bitch, I need at least four of those. I was going to say, have y'all seen how much Benadryl she takes? Yeah. Like they'd be like, have you taken it up for Benadryl to try to knock me out so you can do this with my eye? But like, I I just need to be asleep <laughs> or in la la land. Okay. Next story. Hey, ladies, this story is one my stepmom told me shortly after my grandpa died. Little background on him, he had cancer for seven years and died in 2002. My grandma said at night when my grandpa was sick, she would sleep in the other bedroom as to not wake him with her snoring, and in the middle of the night, he would get up to go to the bathroom and would always walk down the hall to check on her and then go back to bed. After he died, my grandma never went back into the house they lived in. My stepmom had some friends staying at the house to get it ready to sell, and they were at the house, which, by the way, he built, one day talking to my stepmom about the things that they had been experiencing in the house at night. They stayed in the spare bedroom, and they were telling her that when they were sleeping, they would hear footsteps coming down the hall and stop at the bedroom and then walk back to the other room. We are pretty sure it was my grandpa. As they were telling her this story, the lights in the living room went off and then came back on. I miss him so much and want so bad to go to that house, but unfortunately, it was sold. I sometimes wonder if the new owners ever experience anything in the house. Sorry if this is a bit confusing, but if you need some clarification, let me know. Creep it real, Emily. Wow. How freaking sweet that he's checking on her even after he passed. Like, his nightly routine. Oh my gosh, yes. I know, that love is like notebook love. I wish there was a way that you can contact them without being a creeper to be like, y'all experience anything at night? Yeah. (laughs) Y'all hear those footsteps? I mean, it's not me. It's my (laughs) dead grandpa. But I'm just saying, do y'all. let me know. Let a girl know. Yeah. Like, (laughs) hmm. Can I come listen? Right. Hi, ladies. I have a couple of different stories. Uh, No, ma'am. Skirt. What is this called? Oh. Oh. It's listener story. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to hear you do it. I don't know why I want to hear you do sound effects, though. Whew, Lord, <laughs> bit me in the ass last time. All right, back to it. I have a couple of different stories, but I will start with this one about ghost encounters. Just for privacy's sake, in case anyone I used to work with hears the story, please refer to me as Kay. Kay. Get it? Mm-hmm. I was working at a popular chain pet retail store in North Texas at the time. I had heard... From the time I started working there, that it was supposedly haunted by a young girl in a white dress and also possibly an adult male who wore a top hat. The men who often cleaned our floors would tell us about things they would hear or see after closing time, such as a little girl laughing in the break room, but no one being in there or catching a glimpse of a girl in a white dress running to the back of the store when we were closed. One of our groomers also reported hearing a girl laughing at the front of the store before opening and then seeing the girl as well. She told her that she couldn't be there since we were closed and asked her where her parents were. The girl ran away, but when the groomer followed her, she couldn't find her anymore. My own experiences first happened after closing. I was in the store with a manager who I will call A and another employee who I will call C. We heard a loud thud toward the back of the store. Then C went to check, and after a minute or so, I followed. We saw nothing, but we heard another sound, 
and this time he found a bag of dog food on the floor that was not there before. It was not in the direction of the original sound. We checked that way again, as well as in the storage room, but found nothing out of place. We joked that it was the ghost. The next day when I arrived to work, I was told that multiple large bags of dog food had been turned sideways and moved around. We would have noticed this the night before, so it had to have happened after we left the store. It could not have been a person hiding in the store after closing because our store has motion-detecting alarms that would have sent a notification to our general manager and also our assistant manager. After this, I closed with A and C on a different night, and C left before A and myself. After he was gone, A and I once again heard a loud thud towards the back of the store and heard the birds begin to make more noise than usual. We searched and found nothing. As we were walking towards the front of the store, A swore that she saw someone on another aisle running to the back of the store. We could find no one. We were both extremely shaken. From then on, A and I, who are both open to the beliefs of spirits, would hear someone calling out to us or someone else after closing. A heard her name one night, but I heard nothing. Another night, I heard a young voice calling out for her father, but no one was in the store. I also heard someone call my name when I was, once again, with A, but when I asked if she called for me, she told me that she hadn't. We both assumed it was because the possible spirit was a young girl and felt comfortable around other females, especially A, because she was a mother and a grandmother. She seems playful and like she likes to play tricks on people, and perhaps the father that she called for that one time was the man in the top hat another employee had reported seeing before too. Wow. Oh my gosh. I hope so. I hope they are together. That's probably where my spirit would haunt a pet store. Want to pet all the dogs and the cats because I wouldn't be allergic. Mm-mm. I just don't like, I've kind of realized I'm kind of a bitch. Like, I just don't like all animals. <laughs> Besides yours. No, yeah. I like specific animals, but I'm not just like, I love all dogs. No, I don't. <laughs> Do you believe all dogs go to heaven? Well, yeah, I watched the movie. (laughs) Y'all, we have a movie that she's watched. We own that movie. (laughs) All right, final one. Hello, I'm Jessica. Been listening for a while now, thanks to my We Are the Same Person, True Crime, and Paranormal Besties, Kelly Marie's insistence. Love y'all a bunch. And shout out to Kelly Marie. I was about to say, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Jessica. Figured I'd send in some sinister sightings. I have a ton ranging from weird Irish shit, my family's from Ireland, to go into one of Virginia's most haunted colleges, Hollins University in Roanoke, and a bunch more. Jessica, we need them all. Mm Mm-hmm. My husband is from central Pennsylvania. We live on a 640-acre farm. There are a few local legends condemning witches I'd think you'd like to hear. The first involves a coven of witches. Now, for having a big Pennsylvania Dutch and powwow culture in the area, it still gets a very uh, Salem-esque. Down the road, before you hit the state forest, there was a house owned by a coven of witches. According to the local legend, the townspeople discovered that they were witches. They grabbed pitchforks and went to the house and attacked the coven. All were hung and burned. It is said that the witches cursed that house. Time passed. A family moved in. 
A few weeks later, police were called to the house to find the entire family in the house dead and hanging. Oh, my God. A week later, all the officers hung themselves. (gasps) This repeated itself several times. Finally, the townspeople set fire to the house to stop the curse. When my husband was young, they used to dare each other to go into the charred remains of the house. It was only a decade or so ago that the town finally demolished the ruins, but nothing has gone up in its place. Wow. Wow. Another local legend involves a place called Spooky Hollow. They said it happened in the 1930s. Some accounts say it was a witch who was caught practicing magic and was killed. Others say she was just a normal woman. The beheaded body of a woman was found on a bridge. Her head was in the water. Oh, my God. On dark nights, if you drive along Spooky Hollow, heading towards the bridge, you'll see the headless woman in white standing on the bridge, holding her head and looking for the person who killed her. Hope you enjoyed these. Thanks for the great podcast and keep it creepy. Jessica D. Wow. Holy furk. Oh my gosh. That is crazy. That is the kind of local legends I want. Mm-hmm. Whew, those are good. That is like Midnight Society good. As always, thank y'all so freaking much. We love that y'all share your stories with us. Both true crime, paranormal, and you know I love local lore. Mm-hmm. So this was... This was lit erotica for me. <laughs> lit erotica. Is that a thing? I, I don't know. It was a website I used to go to. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Of course it was. <laughs> Thank y'all so freaking much for sending these all in. And remember. Creep it real. And, and don't, don't get, get scared. scared.